Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 81. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Always much appreciated. We are winding down into the end of the year. Uh, This will be the last episode for November, and then just a small handful of episodes left in this season, and then into season three of the Adamantium Podcast. I can't believe it. So crazy. But let me tell you, we've still got some excellent episodes to go in this season, so stay tuned. And today's episode is no exception because we've got the beautiful and talented Maisie Peters on the Adamantium Podcast. Maisie hails from Brighton, England. She's only 19 years old and she's got such a bright and promising career ahead of her. She just released her second EP. It's called It's Your Bed, Babe, It's Your Funeral. And there are some beautiful songs on there, so I highly recommend you check it out. And Maisie's just an absolute sweetheart. She was so lovely to talk to. We chatted before her show here in Toronto at the Velvet Underground, and I can't wait to share with you guys. And we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment of the show before we get into the interview. Maisie's catalog is still fairly small, as she's, like we said, she's only 19 years old. But she does have a good collection of songs already. So if you're new to Maisie's music or you just want to hear what my favorite songs are, here are five songs recommended by myself. The first song I'm going to recommend is called Adore You. The second song is called This Is On You. third song is called Stay Young. The fourth song I recommend is called Favorite X. And the fifth song I'm going to recommend is actually her very first song, which was Place We Were Made. So if you don't know them already, check them out. They are beautifully written and performed songs. If you are tuning in to the Adamantium podcast for the first time today, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you will tune in again uh, for another episode. I'm sure there are plenty of other artists uh, on our catalog so far and many more to come that you will like or enjoy. Or maybe you'll discover some artists you didn't know already. If you don't already, please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also follow The Adamantium Podcast on social media. We're available on Instagram, at The Adamantium, on Facebook, at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter, at Adam R. Harrison. So, without further delay, let's introduce you to the incredibly talented Maisie Peters right here on episode number 81 of the Adamantium Podcast. I hope you enjoy and have an absolutely fan-freaking-tastic week ahead. Okay, well, I'm sitting here with Maisie Peters. Tis I. Thank you very much for joining me. So, also known as the first lady of emo, emo girl, girl pop. pop. That is yes. true. Wow, so, that's good research there. Yes. So, was that how was that name bestowed upon you, or that, did you give it to yourself? No, I did not. I okay. would never. I would no? never give it to myself. Um, but someone. So, emo girl pop is a term that I've coined over the past year or okay. two, I think. Because the thing is, it came out of people always ask you what type of music you make. Right. Always in interviews. And it's sort of an awkward question because you're like, oh, I don't know, like, go and listen to it. So, I was like, okay, I make. At first, it was actually organic emo girl pop. Okay. But then the organic got taken off because it was too long. Too, too much, much of a mouthful. Okay. Exactly. And then, so I started saying emo girl pop just to, like, as a sort of joke to people when they asked me. Okay. But then my fans, like, really jumped on it. Um, and. 
then I, there was very, you know, I was an emo girl put pioneer for a minute, but I was like, mm, I feel like, you know, I am the leader of this. Okay. Group. And then someone in my Instagram comments was like, First Lady of Emo Girl Pop. Okay. And I was like, So, but the Emo Girl Pop you created. I created Emo Girl Pop, but the they lady. created First Lady. Okay. Okay. And, and I'm honored. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because, like, I mean, it's been a while since I was in high school, but there was always, there was like the emo scene then. And I'm like, I guess it hasn't changed too much. I'm sure it changes what they wear and everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's pretty, um, it's funny how things cycle. I mean, I think we're yeah. a strand. But yeah. I think, like, emo music is the same thing that people are always... I mean, it's sort of a joke. It's tongue-in-cheek. Right, but of course. At the same time, like, emo is still, like, just... People like to be, you know, sad mm-hmm. about things. Like, emotional music and emo music and that whole scene is still really alive. I think it's just, like, sort of... What's the word? Um, dissolved into other... That's not quite the right word, but sort of... Stranded Blended out. into yeah, other, yeah, other yeah. types of genres. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was in school, it was all like My Chemical Romance and it's yeah. Same to me. Yeah, I was a big. That is like the. That is like probably the emo, AFI. Kings of the emo. Yes, yes. I remember when they broke up. I wore all black. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I always loved. Because I did, I did film for a little bit too, um, and I loved. They had this one music video. I think it was for Ghost of You. Yeah. And they had like one of the most epic shots I've ever seen in a music video, and it was like overhead. And they were like dancing in a like a ballroom, yeah. and then this like wave comes through, and it like transitions into like I remember, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is one of the most epic music videos I've ever seen. Epic is a big, yeah, yeah. big might come before his word. Yes, yes. So he's doing a bunch of stuff now, though. Yeah, I like, see that. Didn't he like write the Umbrella Academy or something? Or he's yes. I'm not really up know. to date, but no, just I mean, like I just still the other day I actually I, listened to um, like was it Black Parade? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I listened to that and I was like, that's album. still amazing. Like, Jer- what's his name? Jared Gerard but- Way? Yeah, Jared Way Butler yeah. was a very different one. Yes, oh, yes. Gotcha. Um, Jared Way, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. he's still amazing. Though. Some of those songs are incredible. Yeah, he did a song. I think he did. He did, definitely did the song for that show. But I think Ooh. someone told me he wrote it too or something. I don't know. Anyways, you must be pretty stoked because new EP just literally just came out. Yes. Like a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And that's your second yeah. EP. Um, in within a year, yeah. So you're putting out stuff really, really quickly, uh, which is great. I mean, that's what you, you kind of have to do. But I imagine. So, does it feel like in a year? I mean, a lot can happen in a year. Does it feel like you've grown personally, musically, in the last year from that first EP to uh, to the new one? Definitely. I think I always uh, keep calling this new EP. It's like the biggest sister of the last EP. Okay. I think it has a lot of what people and what I loved about the last EP but it but it does just feel like a sort of more confident um progressive version of mm-hmm. that first EP and I think that comes out of again so you know you change in a year subconsciously or consciously you do become especially you know I've definitely become more assured probably of myself and of my music mm-hmm. and of what I want to be doing and how I want to say it and how I want it to sound and so I think really like the EP is just like a natural representation of me gotcha as we both grow well and that kind of leads into what I was going to ask next because I mean you obviously have a beautiful singing voice I think what really really sets you apart is your ability to tell a story in a song Um, so tell me uh, kind of what's the context behind It's Your Bed Babe It's Your Funeral Uh, the, the title yeah cool so or just even the context of the the EP itself like I don't know if do the songs do they relate to each other? Is there a, a, a an extended theme? I think 
it's interesting, both EPs, um, I've never set out to write a body of work. I've never been like, right. I'm going to write my EP now. They were both just a collection of songs like over a year. Gotcha. Um, and so with this EP, it's a bedroom, it's a funeral. Really, I think the first song written for it, unintentionally written for it, was probably, oh, it was done at the end of last summer. And then the most recent one was done really like mid this summer. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sort of, I always find with songs, I know, because I, I don't write them with the intention of them being a collection. Okay. It's not like I'm writing with intent of a theme or of a cohesive message or anything, because mm-hmm. they're all different days, different moods, right. different people I'm writing with them with. But then when you collect them and you put them together, I do think if you do it well, like they actually do really fit nicely mm-hmm. together. And I think with this EP, they were all about, you know, I wrote them in all different parts of my life, like different things were going on. I was a very different person from the beginning to the end. Gotcha. But I think that when I collected them together and put them on this EP and sort of ordered them, they also then suddenly felt like very fitting and representative of like how I am now, which I think is really cool. Okay. Did you have, like, are you constantly writing all the time? Did you have like a big bag of songs and then... Yeah, I am constantly writing a lot of songs. Um, So I do have a big bag, but then equally I'm a very, um, what's the word? Critical in okay. a good way, but you know, I'm like that song is good, that song is not good. So you're, yeah, I'm very that, objective. That's which is great because it's, you know, as a creative person, it's very easy to be like, you know, my baby and hard to let go of. For sure, a piece of work. But you just have to nowadays, especially yeah. sort of in like a streaming world. Songs can come back. People don't forget about mm. songs. You know, people come back to songs, and it's it is really difficult. I fully sympathize as artist because you write something and you're so proud of it and you're like, I don't mm-hmm. want to save it, I don't want to put it out yet or it doesn't feel right for now but la 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 but I just think that that is if you love it you should put it out Okay. Um, but you can come back to things, you can put things in other projects mm-hmm. um, I think that now more than ever it's such a free time for releasing music Yeah. that everyone should like love that and make the most of it and I try and make the most of it Right. Um, so what is the, the, the I'm sure you get asked all the time but what is the context behind the title? No so the title is Your Red Baby, It's Your Funeral. Again, the first, so the first EP was called Dressed Out for Jacket. Yeah. And I did not have a title. I remember naming the first one. I was like, I don't have a title. I don't know what I'm going to name it. And I had a deadline. Yeah. And it got to, like, the morning of the deadline. And I was like, right, like, I've got to name it. And so I sat down with my mum at the kitchen table and we were going through titles. And then everyone, I remember when I played the, in my head, which is the first one that came out, everyone always liked that line. Okay. Dre- Dressed too nice for a jacket, so I'm freezing. Everyone's always like, oh my god, like it's so relatable, it's so true, yeah. atmospheric. So we were literally just talking, and I was like, what about dressed too nice for a jacket? And we were like, okay. And then we did it, and then but then after I did that, I sort of found this whole world of meaning around that title. Okay. And sort of, because I would get asked these questions, and I'd be like, it's really representative of that time in my life, like living in that small town and going on nights out with my friends, and you all dress way too nice, and then you drink mm-hmm. wine through a straw, and then you do things you regret, and then you go home. And it like really was very reflective of them. And so then when I was naming this EP, I was like, right, let's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, right. let's do the same thing. Um, and luckily, the first of the first one that came out was This Is On You. Mm-hmm. And one of the lyrics in that is, it's your bed, babe, it's your funeral. Mm-hmm. Which was always just like a fun lyric, and like always stuck with people again. Right. So I was like, that's the name. And then, again, I, the f- I found meaning in that, I think, it is a more, this EP and me as a person now is a more confident sort of grown into myself and my music version. And I really like, I mean, in that song, it's very tongue in cheek. Like I'm singing it to someone, I'm saying, if that's your bed, now it's your funeral. Mm-hmm. But I like the flip of that sort of, I want to almost say it to like people who listen to me or who hear that song 
Like it's your life, it's your time, it is your bed and it is your funeral, but like it's yours to do with what you want. What you want yeah. And I want that message to come across, especially I have a lot of like young female fans, but anybody, it's never too late and you're never too young or too old or too this or too that to do like what you want with your life because it mm-hmm. is yours. And if you don't, then it is your bed and it is your funeral. Right. There that's a great mentality. Yes, a great summary. <laughs> Sorry, that and was did that, a long one. Did that one? No, that's great. That's those, those are always the best answers. And so, did, was for this one, did you kind of have it uh, prepared a lot s- sooner? Because you said, like, for uh, Dress Too Nice, uh, for a jacket, you had, you kind of came with the last minute. Did you, as soon as you had that line, were you kind of like, oh, that's going to be the name of the EP? I think, so when I had that line, I didn't know I was doing an EP yet, okay. really. But when it came down to naming the EP, when someone was like, right, we need to think of a name, mm-hmm. I think in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to do the same thing. I like the lyric right. thing, naming the album or the yeah. EP or whatever. Um, and I knew that was the first song. And it was actually quite easy. Um, I always think it's a good test, like, what would you Instagram caption your photo with? Like, what right. lyric from your song yes. would you Instagram caption your photo? Okay. And that was always the one I would choose. Um, gotcha. So I was like, okay. So yeah, relatively quickly. I was like, I know I want to do what I did there again. It's your bedroom, it's your funeral. Gotcha. Great, yeah. It's funny. I it's like it's the same with. Uh, I think I heard Kanye West or whatever like took his the photo for his last album on his way to yeah, releasing yeah, yeah. it or something like that. I yeah. remember seeing that as well. Yeah, pretty crazy. Me and Kanye, well, Yeah, yeah. There you last go. Minute. Maybe that's true. Last if Kanye's listening, there you go. <laughs> come on, Kanye. <Kanye-ish. laughs> um, did you come from a musical family? No, no, not at all. No, no. So no. So you're completely self-taught. Yes. Wow. I mean, my parents love music. Right. Um, and my dad used to watch, like go and watch a lot of live music. But so what was like what was playing in the house when you were growing up? So what's actually interesting, I think, is like a good answer to this. My parents were very happy to sort of let me and my sister choose what okay. we wanted to. Mm. Uh, I'm twin sister, and so a lot of actually the music I grew up with was self-chosen I mean to an extent obviously you not you're not entirely old enough to seek it but mm-hmm. things that we would like all the albums I remember playing in the car like ABBA Ellie Goulding right. Lily Allen um, Plan B Definitely Mr. Tricking Bags mm-hmm. so I mean they were their albums sort of but I'm sure we you know Girls Aloud me and my sister very much chose mm-hmm. our own music almost from quite a young age which right. is funny now because I think I actually have quite hilarious like lacking of education in some older stuff that people's parents used to play right right because my parents as much as I mean my dad I, my dad loves Bruce Springsteen and now I like Bruce Springsteen but I got into that much later later okay and, so like, you almost went back, went back yeah to... I went backwards I went back and mm. you know same thing like Art Deep Monkeys my mum loved them I did get into them sort of as a te- like a teen or like a tween mm-hmm. but like early years like sort of formative years I, we actually were allowed to sort of choose so it was loads of ABBA um, Taylor Swift I loved Lily Allen so these would these be the, these would be the artists that definitely encouraged yeah or like, really like inspired you to exactly to write your own music exactly and I heard that you used to sing in pubs yes like local pubs oh yeah yeah and so when you would do that would you do your own songs or yeah. would you do yeah and because I imagine in a pub's not just all your demographic. No. And you're right. In fact, it's probably quite, <laughs> quite the opposite. opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so how did they react to... Um, so I'm from like a small town, so I would do a lot of like pubs around gotcha. there and stuff. Um, and yeah, they they would... I think they quite liked it. They were always right. like, who is this tiny girl? Like yeah, singing right, right. her original songs. And I did used to sing originals. I used to go busking a lot as well. Okay, um, Which yeah. is when you sing on the street. I don't know if it's a popular right. word in America or kind of... But 
so brightness. We have in the, in the, the subways here. It's, so it's the same thing. Or the tube, as you say. Right. The tube, the correct yeah. word. And actually, um, you have to audition and everything. You, so you, you do, do in London too, yeah. but Brighton is actually, funnily enough, the only place in the UK where you don't have to have a license to bus. Okay. So I also, that was like my first job. Right. So I was like 15 and I would busk along the streets, but I would sing a lot of covers then. I didn't do right. covers in pubs, but I would do covers busking because you get more money. Okay. Um, so I used to do like Disney covers because then little kids would walk over and then their right. parents would feel bad so they'd have to pay you. Right. Gotcha. What was your favorite Disney tune to, to play on I used on to them? do uh, The Jungle Book. I used to do I Want to Be Like You. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or Kiss the Girl. Those, oh, were, the, those were the two yeah, yeah. that I would... Like I could still, I think I could still play both of those. Yeah. Like with my eyes shut, I'm pretty sure we'd have to test at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did a lot. I did like it's funny. I'm very young, mm-hmm. um, but it's. I also feel like I've like I've done it a lot of years. Of course, yeah. I've been yeah. busking since like 14, 15. Right. Pub singing since like 14. Yeah. Because you always think in pubs, like the t- pubs are a tough crowd. Cause oh, you, very. You know, if you don't play what they want to hear, you feel like they're just yelling Wonderwall at you. On the, like. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. busking even worse. Like, pubs, yeah. at least people are sort of vaguely there. Okay. Sort of. Like, busking, people are, do not have to listen to you. They don't have to look right. at you. They, do not, they don't have to do anything with you. You are you are starting already on such a negative. Right. Like, you have to okay. win. You have to actively win people yeah. into just watching you. Not even to, like, right. being interested. Um so that was, I think, but that was a really good tra- like training in learning. And self-confidence, too. Self-confidence. Yeah. And learning to just do what you do, like do your craft or whatever, with regardless of whether people right. care or not. Right. And so what encouraged you then to start putting your music on YouTube or on the internet? Yeah, yeah. So I think I was in a band for quite a while, okay. and then that broke up. And then I had all these songs. What kind of band was it? Similar? Uh, yeah, similar-ish. Okay. Similar-ish. Um, and I had all these songs. I've been writing songs every day since I was like 12. Mm-hmm. So I had so, hundreds of songs. And I had a few friends, online friends actually, who had yep. a YouTube channel. And I was like, okay, like my friend Melanie Baker actually, who I'm mm-hmm. still friends with now and is an amazing musician, she had a YouTube channel. And we became friends. And I was like, I'm just going to do that then. Like, mm-hmm. sort of randomly decided. I still don't really know why. Were you ever nervous about putting your music out there for. I must have been, but. Honestly, I don't really remember. I don't remember being a super, like... I was... I can't have been that nervous because I wouldn't have done it. Right. Um, I think, to be honest, like, people already knew. I was very much, like, the singing girl. Like, I'd been in this band and everything in school. Like, I think... I did, like, local gigs and churches and busking Mm. and pubs. Right. I think... I had no shame. I was already shameless. Right. When you play now, do you still play with a band or are you completely solo? No, I play with a band, so... I did do solo for a while. Obviously, busking and solo and all my pub gigs and... For a long time, I did do solo, but now I've got a keys player, Tina, and a guitarist called Joel, and we're like the best of friends. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. When you think back to um, that first single you put out, "Place We Were Made," yeah, does that feel like it was just yesterday, or does it feel like it was an eternity ago? You oh, know, it feels. Okay. No, go ahead. That was. Well, I was to say it feels like forever ago. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Like, when yeah. really, you know, it's, it was two years ago. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah, but. I mean, I imagine your life has moved pretty quickly since then, so... Yeah, it has. It also, I mean, it's funny, like, it has and it hasn't. I still go home all the time and I still live in that right. house and live in that town. Mm-hmm. And all my friends do as well, although they're all at university now and everything. And yeah. that song was sort of about that, which is funny. But, yeah, so I sang it the other night in New York for the first show of this tour. Mm-hmm. And there was really a moment afterwards where I was like, I just sang a song about my tiny village in England. Right. To a room, to a room in New York. One of the biggest cities yeah. in the world. Yeah, crazy. Um, but no, yeah, it feels like ages ago. It's like a different lifetime. And this, so this is your, this is your very first tour of North America. Yes. Which is pretty exciting. Really exciting. Yeah. And this is the second show, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. 
pretty excited. So how did, did the first show meet your expectations? Oh, I think it surpassed them. Yeah. I don't even know what I was expecting. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was insane. Like, people were queuing, and everyone was so nice. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was really amazing. Um, and yeah, it was super high stress before the show. Like, everything went wrong. It was one of those classics. Right, right. And, but no, it's like the first... We did like a little headline tour in the UK earlier this year, but obviously the new EP hadn't come out, and right. lots of things were different. And so this feels like the first sort of tour where I've had like a full catalogue of songs that really reflect me right now because it's right. just come out you know yeah so it feels very of the now mm-hmm. cool. and is this is this your first time in Toronto yes yeah first time in Canada really uh-huh. oh well welcome thank you and have you got a chance to go around explore it all so I, we just went to Niagara Falls oh, okay of course like classic seven minutes it was yeah. amazing um, but yeah hopefully I think hopefully we'll get a few hours today okay um that's why support tours are always the best because if you're the support act, then you don't you have, have to do, to all, do the, all the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you yeah. can like go and look around. I did a support tour right. in Europe and saw loads. I don't know how much time we'll get today, but right. I, I would love to see Toronto. I feel like everyone is obsessed with Toronto and England because of like Drake. Right, um, right, and of course. Because of all like, who was the other person we were talking about earlier? I mean, Shawn Mendes is a great representative as well. Right. Like, but there's a lot of amazing. The Beebs. Beebs, <laughs> obviously. But there's He's a lot not of from really Toronto, great. But close. Close by. Close-ish, yeah. I just think it's got a real amazing, interesting movie, I think, because of Drake. Yeah. English culture and now, like, Toronto Canadian culture are, like, sort of intertwined. You think so? Yeah, okay. I, I think because Drake, I, I don't know. Drake has done a lot of things for this city. Drake's done yeah. a lot of things for the city. Whether he's done like a lot of things for London as well. Really? Well, he's, like, very collaborative with English artists. You know, gotcha. with a whole mixtape okay. um, with English artists. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's just on Top Boy, which is this very English... Yeah. Um, sort of black drama series mm-hmm. and so I think yeah this is a very strange tangent but I, I sort of Toronto feels very I guess Commonwealth as well to be fair we right yes really uh, just yeah feels very intertwined so I would, I would love to I wonder what it. his connection with the UK is or if he just likes it I over there he just likes the music yeah. scene um, right which London has an amazing music scene. It does. Yeah, but so does, like so does Toronto. Um, Obviously. But he has like whether you like his music or not, he has done amazing wonders for this city. Yeah. Has he really? Do you think like? He's a great ambassador for the city. Really. Yeah, he really loves Sorry. being from Toronto, and um, you wouldn't know too much about it over there. But our basketball team won a championship this year, which took on 25, 24 years to do and he we were kind of like in a slump when he came in and was like became an ambassador for the team and now yeah this year they won a championship there was like two million people in the street when they had their parade it took six hours and yeah it was crazy that's so funny and yeah and he performed and everything so he's like done an amazing job I mean from a kid who started on the Degrassi or whatever yeah yeah. so yeah I mean I like you said, whether you like his music or not, yeah, you gotta res- respect him. And For sure. Because Toronto's always, before, was always kind of known, I was gonna say it too, first stop New York, second stop Toronto, it's like we're always second behind New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, People always kind of look uh-huh. at us, but they say that Toronto, Torontonians compare themselves too much to New York City. Really? But I think we've really kind of, in the last decade or so, really kind of separated For ourselves sure. as our own, yeah. our own kind of thing. And we have an amazing music scene here. And yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you got a beautiful day if you do get a few hours. To, I would. To I think out. hopefully yeah. we'll do a this little run-around. This is like kind of abnormal for October. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was expecting it to be cold. We all bought yeah. some jumpers, and then no. we came out, and we were like... It could get cold. Like, in tomorrow, okay. it could be cold. Okay, useful yeah. advice, useful advice. Yeah, and I think, are you going to Montreal? Yes. 
also beautiful there and can also cool. be cold there. Okay, I'll wrap up. Yeah, well, you gotta try poutine while you're here. I've heard, so is that in Toronto? Anywhere, but Montreal has the best the poutine. The best, okay, so you can get here. I would, yes. Do you recommend anything here? Yes. So give me your recs, I'm gonna write them down. Do you my my personal recommendation to yes. everybody yes. is if you if you can, there is do you like Thai food? Yes. There's a place called Pai, P A I. Yes. That is the best Thai food anywhere. My band will love this food. Anywhere, Thai food. anywhere. Um, call ahead if you say who they are, because they always post when artists and stuff come in like really cool vibe in the place the food is amazing and yeah they love it when musicians and everything so comes, if I call so. them I was like I'm a musician I'm from the UK I'm sure they'll get you in for okay, sure amazing. for sure yeah and I've had them I've had the is chef is it nearby it is it is oh, pretty amazing. close yeah pretty close okay yes that is great and I love it there and the, okay. the, the the owners are so so I've had them on this on really? the podcast because I love it there so much and yeah amazing yeah that is always my number one recommendation I love that there thank you, you go. very much absolutely um okay so yeah so what are what are a few of the other things you're looking forward to on this tour oh wow I'm looking forward to everything I mean most of these what are what are, what are some of the other stops or things I think you went to Nashville, I think I saw on there. Nashville, I love Nashville. That would be amazing to play, like a full show mm-hmm. in Nashville. Um, Chicago, I, I'm obsessed with, I can't wait to go there. Is there anything, like, did you have, like, almost like a bucket list of things that you need to do or try or while you're over here? That's a good question. Or is it mostly, I'm, I'm sure most of this is on the doing actual it. tour. I'd yeah. really just like to complete it. There is, there is um, like, yeah, a, of course, performances <laughs> to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not get sick and, like, All of this. I've been already a little bit sick, hilariously. Yeah. yeah. But that's always a tough There's so many, thing. like, almost every interview I do, they're like, well, I was kind of sick, so... Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. I feel like a classic. Like, you yeah. can't go on tour and not be sick. Right. It's so funny because everyone hates it because I swear I'm never sick in real life. Yeah. And then I go on tour and I'm like, oh. Of course. Yeah, well, you're on a... You know, last one person gets sick and then everyone gets Everyone's sick. Right? Gonna, yeah, so. I think my band and crew are gonna be hating. It was me. my my favorite was one time I had John Fratelli from the Fratellis yeah, yeah, yeah. on, and we were sitting just like just like this, but he almost had no voice, like no voice left, and he had to perform that night or whatever, and he had like six humidifiers on in the room. And he still, like, God bless him, he still did the interview. We had to put, like, the mic, like, pretty much under him because he was, like, whispering. But but it was great. Yeah, yeah. And then we had... Yeah, that's it. So, um, thank you very much for doing our show. And um, all the best tonight. Thank you. And with everything. And um, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you very much. This is a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.